Gentlemen of the Flatter, it's Wednesday morning. This absolute flip-flop flinger right here. New one from Man Like Emperor. It's called Warpath. Y'all in the chat. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. You're awake, 6am in the morning. Oh, you've a strange yearning to go outside. So you pull down your Spider-Man pyjamas, put on your little gunties, strap on a fresh pair of dungas, mm, lovely fresh pair of denim dungas, and you head on outside still early, the birds are chirping, the sun's just rising, and you stroll along past the bus stop where you normally get the bus, and you notice, you notice that just below the seat in the bus stop, there's a tiny little doorway, 
What's a tiny little doorway doing below the seat in the bus stop? So you open it up. And even though it's so small, you think, I could go through that doorway. And you crawl inside. And you crawl down a tunnel. You don't know why you're doing it. Your new fresh dungas and your fresh pair of Tims that you've strapped on are getting all dirty, but you crawl in anyway. And you crawl down until it opens up into this huge cavernous room. And there's an infinite number of monkeys on an infinite number of typewriters all typing away. And you walk down to the end and you see Buddha. Buddha, he sat there on a velvet cushion. And you say, Buddha, how's it going, mate? And he says, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. What are you up to? What, why are you down here? It's like, oh, I saw a little door. I thought I'd come in. He's like, all right, yeah, well, do you, you know, do you want to know anything? You go, yeah. Buddha, tell me the meaning of life. And he punches you right in the tits. You go, oh, what was that for? And he goes, you already know the meaning of life. And you go, you're right. It's coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra lobsters. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30s, love. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. And that is so true that it's almost unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm. It's the 21st of November, 21 days into No Nut November. Woo! Only nine days left until Destroy Dick December, where it's all going down. Lobsters. You're damn right. You're smoking these meats. Right, today on the show, and we're going to get stuck straight into it, is Thrasher, king of prospect recordings, self-proclaimed king of Holland. He's out there, all dressed in orange. He's loving life. It's okay. It's going to be absolutely fine. A lot of people watching today. I'm impressed. Welcome anyone new. Welcome everyone who's sort of drifted in thinking, what is this? What's Thrasher been posting about now, that mad bastard? Oh God, what's Rankin up to? What's he talking about Buddha and bloody getting punched in the tits? Doesn't make any sense. Why has he got a button that says lobsters? Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll learn to love it. Don't worry, you'll learn to love it. Right, okay, let's just get straight into it. I'm just going to get Gareth on the phone now. Let's see how it goes. Let's get him on the horn. We'll talk dumb news stories later. Woo! Mad bastard. Uh, oh, what's ranking up to? What's he talking oh about? Oh, no, there's a or delay. Punched in the tits. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a button that says lobsters. You'll learn to love it. Turn the sound on your, uh, on your YouTube off. I've done it. Okay. Lobsters. How are you, mate? Are you Okay. I'm good, man. You? Yeah, I'm all good. Is this, uh, is this, st- yeah, there he is. Hey! Uh, that's me. Yeah. God, he's, he's smoking already at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's commitment. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a few things in life that I uh, do stick by, you know? What? The principles. <laughs> smoking early in the morning is one of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get the, <laughs> you know what happens? I mean, you smoke, you drink coffee. Yeah. Your daily shit, you know, you're perfect. Yeah, damn right. I mean, that makes it so. God, yeah, that that'll that'll loosen you up in the morning, won't it? It does. Yeah, yeah strong cup of coffee and a Marlboro Red. Nah, lucky strike, man. Lucky strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heavy metal cliche, you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> now you know I started smoking lucky strike because I only started smoking like five or six years ago. All right, late bloomer. Yeah, you know. It happens, and I I chose these because the artwork is just the best. But yeah. yeah, now they're fucking it up with like people in wheelchairs on it and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, but it used to be cool. That's a day. shame. Are there are there um, countries where they don't have the warnings on them anymore? Well, there's warnings almost everywhere, but there's uh, some countries you don't have all the like fucking the black lungs and mm. like dudes crying because they can't get a hard on on the package. You know those kind of pictures. Yeah, I mean go to like i don't know i think in colombia they don't have that shit yet for instance right maybe you could get at least just empty packets shipped over and you might maybe you get three or four goes out of a single packet before it sort of disintegrates you just top it up with cigs that you buy at home 
Well, that would be great, but I had this idea to make these stickers, you know, and this is not a joke, like, you know, because you have all the stuff, like the negative stuff, and yeah, I yeah. wanted to make like the stickers like, like smoking is fun. Yeah, know? well, I used to work at this club called The Ocean Rooms in Brighton, and when the, when the warnings first came out, which I guess was like the early noughties, like, I don't know, 2001, 2002, they yeah. made stickers that said things like, uh, no one likes a quitter, and smoking makes you hard, that sort of thing, <laughs> with their logos on it. But yeah, you smoking, can do all of that. Smoking makes you hard. Yeah. <laughs> smoking okay, makes you more you attractive hard. to women. All these things. Hey, it's true. It makes you tough. It makes you cool. Dude, I don't even like the taste, you know, but I got this reputation for you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, well, you more badass. You know, it's a, it's a gateway drug. Soon you'll be uh, smoking the ganja, and then that's just a one-way ticket to crystal meth. No, I went the other way around, man. I started with meth, then ganja, and then uh, <laughs> now it's just cigarettes and coffee. <laughs> Gradually working your way down. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm not, you know, fuck the rules, man. Yeah, man. Just, when you're about seventy or eighty, you'll be on the matcha lattes, and uh, you'll be on a vegan raw food diet or some such bollocks. Yoga, shit like that. Yeah. 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 Dear me. Can't, can't wait to die before my seventies now. <laughs> well, it's sort of like uh, I don't know. It's just like stretching out the time beyond what you when you get to I don't know about seventy. If you're in roughly good nick, that's okay. But it's then it's the sort of years beyond there. It's like oh, I'm just going to spend twenty years in an absolute state. Like, what's the point in those last 20 years? You want to go out dancing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. But going back to the smoking, I mean, like, I've only smoked for six years. So doesn't that mean that I got a few years to go? Yeah, man. Be fine. And then I come back down and my lungs will still be okay. Well, I smoked for 15 years and then, and then gave up. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Thanks. You know? Thanks. Yeah. Quite shiny today, actually. It's weird. Uh, this is uh, Wes oh you can't see on the thing well, I mean I guess you can see a delayed version of it uh, I've got the lobster here Wesley Snips he's just taken up smoking but um, I don't really know how the lobster sort of lung system works as to whether or not it will affect him but he gets pretty razzed up off the nicotine starts saying racist stuff it's a bit it's, it's weird I don't oh, understand so that's it what, that's, that's where it's from oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just blame I blame cigarettes next time people yeah. are offended by me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's um well um what's uh well there was that whole roseanne thing where she tweeted something that people thought was racist and she blamed it on um ambien that uh drug so i don't know maybe yeah you could blame it on nicotine it's worth yeah, a try okay. isn't it why not yeah you know i'll just blame it you know it wasn't me it was the cigarettes know, just blame blame the Blame your toxic masculinity and the patriarchy, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> blame the drum and bass. Blame the hard DMB. I blame drum and bass for so much shit in my life. So, uh, yeah. Man. It's, it's a um, she, drum and bass, she's a cruel mistress. You know, she gives, but she also takes away. Yeah. Yeah. She, she'll take away your health much, much worse my than cigarettes. Health bunch of past relationships. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, it was for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun times, yeah. Um, I I would say that the uh, I mean, as, as as far as drum and bass raves go, prospectors that that's got to be worse for your health than say, I don't know, hospitality or something. <laughs> like they go hard, they go hard in a motherfucker at prospect nights. They go hard, but then again, you know, uh, yeah, you know, Each go hard in life, man. I mean, like especially hospitality will definitely make you become ninety, but. <laughs> prospect or you'll end like around 60 but it's still your prime you know yeah you'll go out in a blaze of glory yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's like rather than die in a retirement home you're gonna die on impact yeah you know and yeah yeah you know it's fine isn't it choose it's fine man you know yeah i reckon one of those prospect xl shows that takes about that ages you by about one year yeah, and you know I've done too many of them. No, so, but anyway, you know, as I've never built up a pension yet, so it'll be fine if I turn like sixty, sixty-five. You know, <laughs> it's good. You know, then I'll, I see there was a reason I never fixed this shit. I yeah. knew it. Well, we're gonna watch out when you do if you if when you're like sixty-five and you do the uh, uh, you do the like the last ever one. It's like, well, make sure he hasn't got a plane ticket to Mexico or something. He's, he's running away with all, with all the cash. <laughs> would be a good idea though huh? yeah sow the seeds into your head when did you start when was the first like uh or when did prospecting when did you start doing the nights like when when did 
Well, tell me the story, Gareth, about how it all got going. <laughs> I think around 2002, 2002, 2003. Fucking hell, it was that long ago. Yeah, it's 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 pretty long. But you, dude, it was a big mistake. Eh? I mean, like, I, I, I just, I, I was. I've always played in like punk bands or rock and roll. Uh, that was kind of my thing. And I, uh, I, uh, I was promoter for this club in Nighttown. I booked the concerts, but we also did like dance nights and everything. And I was like, you know, I, I liked drum and bass and I liked Gabber hardcore. I mean, those mm. two were like the, fu- the things I was like, okay, this has actually got balls, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as a promoter, I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, okay, I'll put up this. The thing is like, hardcore gabber back then was like a lot of right wing morons in that scene so that didn't really appeal to me mm-hmm. so that like you know i'll just try to put on a drum and bass now but i had no clue about anything about drum and bass you know i just knew what i liked and i uh, thought yeah we can do this but we can do this way harder so that's kind of how prospect started just uh, me and some friends no clue what i was doing and just thinking, ah, oh, this drum and bass these days is a bit pussy-ish. Let's make it harder. And that's also, I got into DJing. I wasn't planning on DJing, but I was like, yeah, you know, I know what I want to hear on these nights. It's drum and bass with pussies. Someone needs to come in here, sort them out. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we planned. Right. We need to get the manly, ballsy stuff in there, you know? Yeah, so, no, know. but just kidding. That's how it went rolling. And uh, then, uh, yeah, it was went pretty well we straight away through and all the hardcore stuff which offended a lot of drum and bass purists i guess and a lot of hardcore purists but in the end i think it actually worked because it's kind of almost its own genre now and yeah yeah, a few years later uh, started a label then the agency and uh now i'm still stuck doing this (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to get a normal job (laughs) yeah i've given up on that now i can tell you yeah normal job ain't gonna work yeah yeah it's um it's a it's a it's a funny situation to be in. It's like sometimes like the normal job, just like keeping it simple, something uh, you know, so it keeps you out of trouble. Like you, yeah, a bit of, bit of companionship, that sort of thing. Some nice co-workers, uh, a regular paycheck, you know, steady steady job, couple of extra potatoes. You know? Yeah, I uh, think uh, all these things you've mentioned now are not uh not in my. Uh work uh situation but well yeah 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 you make some friends you know you know getting fucked up at prospect parties is the perfect way to make friends for life you know that right yeah that's it it's um the the friends that you make uh through where you join together through the physical and mental adversity of getting absolutely mashed together in a a heart surrounded by hard dance music yeah, and so, I got yeah. so much like great things to blackmail people on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sh- should Limewax ever decide to run as a politician, oh, he's man. absolutely fucked. <laughs> Definitely, he's fucked. But saying that, though, I think I'm still fucked most of all if I would want to run for politician. I was thinking of it like, I'm like, dude, I could do that. But then I was thinking, like within 10 minutes of me being on there, I think there'll be like a hundred videos of offensive stuff that will get me kicked out. Yeah. So I've, that dream ain't going to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I've talked so much shit over the years that I've been doing the ranking radio podcast. I've said so many offensive jokes that like, if it ever came to like, I don't know, radio one or the BBC, like, Hey, uh, you've really built up a great fan base here with your radio show. Well, why don't you come and do one with us? I was like, just, just no. Like I'd be like one show in and someone would be like, uh, thank you. Do you remember when you said such and such on the podcast? Like, right, kick a game yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you're screwed. We're I'm screwed. What are yeah. we going to do, man? Fuck it. We'll just do our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a thing though like this is something that i've been kind of talking to a lot of people about and focusing on a lot like the idea of like building your own community within within the genre or the sphere of music that you're in because like climbing up the musical hierarchy is a uh, <laughs> can be a, a tricky thing to balance like you, you know it's it's shaky and the rug can be pulled out from underneath you at any point. Like, I don't know, a genre dies or a, uh, yeah, you know, for whatever. But if you can sort of build up your own scene, your own little community of stuff, like you can't, you know, you can't get laid off from your own thing. Like, and Prospect is a bit like that. Like, Prospect has its, like, 
ha- totally has its own group of sort of followers and fans and community. And they're yeah. not going to fire you. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to say something offensive enough to get, <laughs> get fired. I've tried, I've tried, but seriously, it's almost fucked up the shit I can get away with. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Like, like I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, like, yeah, also, especially like in this hardcore scene where we're also operating, there's a lot of politics going on, you know? Yeah. But in some weird way, I, I think I got like this, this, uh, get out of jail for free card or something you know well be careful there's always something isn't it like hey yeah, thrash, true, thrash, you know? thrash is crazy he does wild stuff he's a runaway train he's done what <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no but so far i'm fine away i think yeah, actually what you're saying is kind of we kind of build up our own uh, our own little thing with people that are just a little less fast, yeah, less less offended about stuff you know but but going there i mean we have like I fucked up like a few relationships of people on the radio and stuff like that. And there's no joke, you know, and uh, certain things maybe were a bit. Well, you know, what's so great, though, like because as people that know me know, I'm like totally not racist. You know, I'm pretty politically like, uh, you know, uh, pretty lefty in a way. Yeah, yeah. I can get away with the worst stuff. But I think that's also because I, one of my best friends who co-hosts the radio show is black and that's like a get out of racist jail card for, for free <laughs> well that's what uh what's his name howard stern used to do didn't he he had, like that's how he got away with saying his most offensive stuff yeah it works that way so. <laughs> got dart my lifesaver <laughs> well it's the, the i think the music in itself is the most offensive part of uh, prospect <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is a fact yeah yeah totally <laughs> Uh, like, so when did you decide to get into like make it, so you were just DJing putting on parties to start off with like when, when did you just start right I'm gonna have to start this music isn't hard enough I'm gonna have to start making it myself well the thing is um, it was actually pretty fast like I've always been making music you know like playing bands I did a I recorded a bunch of records and uh, everything but it's a different scene of course um, but um, at first that was still my main focus. I mean, like the prospect thing on the side was just kind of a hobby and a work thing, you know? Mm. And, uh, and I don't know where gradually it became my work, you know? And then, um, like I was lucky that I'm surrounded by really talented producers like Limewax and that, because, you know, mm. I know how Ableton works, but I ain't fucking, if you sit next to a whiz kid like that, you know, I'm not even going to try. But I do have, like, the ideas and, you know, uh, I bring the rock and roll element to it. But that's the way I've been working. It was just gradually, you know, and more and more. And, like, for instance, now, like, even, like, we got this new project, Dead Cult, that is, like, really finally, like, this perfect blend of punk and black metal and drum and bass and this is like we write this as a band and that's fun to do because i think like i always need the the uh the yeah the making music side because that's more fun than or uh, you know running a company is actually pretty fucking boring you know so you need kind of that element as well um but yeah as i said you know i started pretty late so i've never really um had the time to go 100% for music production. I'm just lucky that I get to work with people that are really talented, you know? Yeah, Do you understand useful. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's useful. It's certainly useful to have them around, isn't it? Just be able to bounce yeah, it's pretty off. pretty useful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I, I guess I do have like a vision on this thing and the way I want it to go because, yeah, you know, with Prospect 2, when we started it, I can tell you it was not – Drum and bass and hardcore was not mm. a thing to mix together, and this is definitely something we've been pushing. And uh, and so yeah, we created this new genre, all of us. I think that uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because you get obviously your serious drum and bass purists and like real like hard drum and bass purists, and then obviously you've got your hardcore lot, and uh, you you actually have to find a sort of special sort of uh, person that's going to want the the weird bloody half breed of the t- of the two of them because uh at first trust me there were not a lot of people that wanted that because yeah. <laughs> uh like when we started doing that in the beginning like with uh with like mixing up the hardcore and the drum bass there were two different worlds and mm. um, i even remember doing that like just yeah you know what did i fucking know i came from punk rock and i started djing and you know on the side and everything and i was like oh this is like Man, let's throw in these kicks with the drum and bass. It works 
great. But that was my opinion. Most of the crowd was not ready for that shit back then. Mm. You know, it took some years to kind of like create our own little group of freaks that were actually down with both and mm. down with the combination. But it was definitely not something that happened overnight, you know? Yeah, I remember when people started doing the sort of combining of metal and drum and bass and majority of people were like, I like metal and I like drum and bass, but please stop putting them together. It's making me deeply upset. Yeah, but you know what? I understand that because there's only a few that were actually capable of doing it. I mean, Justin, he can do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the times, I mean, in hardcore, it's even worse. They mix up uh, metal with hardcore or metal with drum and bass, but usually using just the shitty same Slipknot samples and stuff. Yeah, and that, yeah, of course, yeah. is a big taking the piss thing, you know? It doesn't work. But if it's done well, I mean, I believe you can do it. But there's only a like, small group of people, which I could count with one hand, that are actually capable of mixing it up. So I understand why like some people were like, yeah, for me too, you know, I mean, I, I love like hard rock and roll music. I love drum and bass, but for me, I think I, I loved drum and bass and I love that. But the combination of two was not really something I was looking for, you know, in mm. the beginning, definitely not. Yeah, it was, I mean, there was definitely a struggle for people to do it, do it well. I mean, mainly it was just like, well, let's do drum and bass covers of classic metal tunes. Like uh, Concord Dawn did that Raining Blood one. Yeah. Um, and then there was a whole load of bootlegs that was marked didn't dylan do, do a few yeah he did uh masters of puppets I yeah. think dylan yeah but um, i think the, the the best one was definitely justin's you know the extreme steel thing the vip that was that was well done yeah you know? remember that-, that one it had like it had he sampled like i think pantera slayer and hatebreed in mm. one but it that one really worked yeah yeah um so how was like over the years of well, hardcore's always been like pretty, like prominent in Holland. Uh, Mainstream here, man. I mean, don't hardcore festivals—they fucking pull sixty, seventy thousand people here in Holland. Could you even imagine that? In a- <laughs> I, I mean, can you imagine it in any other country in the world? Like it, it's no, of course not. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I remember I played at Cubase Festival. Uh, I don't know, going four or five years ago. They had yeah. a tiny little stage for dubstep, and it was like me and Neuro. Oh, you played that dubstep stage then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with Neuro when they were like, before they were huge. Yeah. Um, and it was just such a surreal, such a surreal thing to go to, like having like never been to anything like that before, to see like how the hardstyle lot and the hardcore lot really go to town on a big festival. Yeah, it's just like nothing else. The, the the stages that they build with just fire coming out of everything and like yeah. huge like monster heads and like man and yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah, it, they play these festivals every year all summer, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is pretty surreal because yeah, I ever think of it. You know, I sometimes think like sometimes I'll bring like friends of mine from like uh, the hardcore punk scene and that. And it just feels so weird. They're like, what the fuck is this? It's like, if you're not from that, it's so bizarre to see these gigantic events with that music and the stages and everything, you know? Mm. Yeah, I always feel like one big fucking sellout. Like going back to when I was young, yeah, man, fuck all this electronic music. This is fake. (laughs) The real thing. And now I'm like playing all these things. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I don't have any principles anymore. Yeah, no, uh, drum and bass, uh, they'll squeeze those slowly out of you along with your morals and your dignity. Yeah, until there's (laughs) nothing left but this shallow hollow thing you know yeah that's how we wanted it it's you know burning off all the fat burning off all the excess dead wood until it's just pure (laughs) gritty aggressive electronic music left at the bottom that's it yeah yes it's it's fine by me i've got i've got nothing better to give no me neither man you know yeah. Well, we look good, so... Uh, hey, yeah, it's, you know, it's... Uh, inside matter then, you know? Yeah, it's just all just hollow blackness on the inside. Yeah, who cares, man, you know, <laughs> as long as it's something nice to look at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what what is, uh, I don't know, almost like more than the crazy stage shows and everything is just the fans of hard style and stuff. It's like it's, it's, like it's, a, it's a genre of music for people that just 
have no intention of fitting in to society at all, or just have no actual possibility of ever fitting in with normal, polite society. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, in a way, though. I mean, like in these uh, hardcore these last few years has got um, all of a sudden it's hip now. Even you know, oh, even right. Berghain does like these gabber things now, which is just funny really? for me because like these are all the same, like. Uh, uh, organizations and dance people that a few years back would like puke it up and now all of a sudden it's hip and trendy vice does videos about it all of a sudden yeah. it's so cool so and you see that i mean it is changing but like the hardcore like core of this music yeah mm. they're super working class they'll they'll pro most of them will probably be you know working uh, on building sites all of their life for uh shit like that you know it's that kind of like uh, blue collar kind of thing and which is kind of cool in its way, you know, yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely not fitting in. Uh, definitely not uh, working at a bank or something. Yeah, it's um, it was very much like that with like the happy hardcore scene in the UK. Like uh, this is an exclusively northern England phenomenon. Um, you don't really never really got it down south, even in London, like not very much. But up like, you know, Manchester, Newcastle, Sunderland, like really up, up up the top just he's just wild happy hardcore yeah. and hard dance that's funny things. about england though like it's really weird if you you start in the bottom in the south it's drum and bass yeah it's going up going crazier and when you're in the north it's just hardcore yeah 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 in scotland i mean like uh, for instance it's all about hardcore they don't give a yeah. fuck about drum and bass there but if you go to the south yeah you know yeah, Glasgow. I mean, they fucking love the hardcore there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, how is like it? Has it changed a lot? It, I mean, yeah, you say that like, hardcore's gone sort of mainstream a bit in Holland now. It's yeah. How is that working out for prospect stuff? Are you just getting a different kind of like a different kind of raver in at the more like extreme well, events? The it's not like the prospect crowd hasn't really changed. That's just a this blend of people that just like hard drum and bass, hardcore industrial breakcore, just all the like the extreme uh, versions of all these genres, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of staying. I mean, uh, we've kind of got our own thing going. But yeah, you know, you do get like a lot of like prospect stages at these big hardcore events. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there you do see that, yeah, you know, it's getting bigger and bigger and... Uh, prospect stages too you know and there you do see also like but but you know i see that mainstream thing as a gateway drug as well so mm. i'm only happy to like host these parties because you always do get people that are like oh actually this is way better music yeah like, fuck yeah it's way better music come to prospect next time mm. so we're kind of like stealing souls this way you know yeah. one thing i noticed about the prospect shows is there are way more girls than there are well that you would expect to be there and that there are uh you know other uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a Dutch thing, but like, it, I don't know what the split is in the crowd, but it's well, it's pretty good. I yeah. think um, it's yeah, fairly that even. Is, that, that, that is a positive thing, you know. Yeah. Like uh, when you come to a prospect party, there's a lot of girls there, and actually, also just normal-looking girls. You know, they're not like shaved heads and uh, yeah. shit like that. There's actually cute girls at prospect parties too, and 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 they're the best because. What do you want? A girlfriend just that just wants to listen to easy listening radio stuff. We want a girl that goes full on fucking hard. Yeah, I choose the second one. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's into the Dixie Chicks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, hey, I love country music, so uh, well, she likes Papa Roach as well, so that's fine. Ooh. Yeah. Way. Hey. Whoa there. Hey. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> All right. A friend. A friend of. <laughs> a friend. A friend of my dad has a um a game that he he's uh he's Scottish and he likes to tell celebrities to get to fuck, uh and he once managed to tell Papa Roach to get to fuck in a toilet at a uh at a Papa Roach show uh I think in Glasgow, so he was pretty pleased about that. He said he was wearing a kilt at the time. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Weird times. Very weird. Good times. I always wonder if they're wearing underwear under the kilts. No. That's seriously always what I think. What I, yeah. It's illegal, actually, to wear underwear under a kilt. I think it's under Scottish law. Seriously? 
<laughs> it wouldn't it's surprise me. They got some wild, they got some wild laws on the books up there. I think we. I think look. I think Trump's got the right idea, but the wall needs to be separating England and Scotland. Like it's let's build up Hadrian's Wall again. We got to keep these mad bastards out. <laughs> I can imagine that. I'm going to Glasgow this Saturday. I'm already worried again. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fun. You get yourself a bit of deep fried pizza. Put the kebab on top of the pizza and then deep fry it. Do they seriously do that? That is so fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah. No, they, they, yeah, they'll deep fry anything. Honestly, they're out of control. Hey, but, okay, now I understand because, like, it doesn't matter. Even if you're in, in like, Glasgow or something in February and it's minus 500 degrees, the girls will still be wearing as much, uh, as much clothes as, like, like would fit just my boxer short. I'm yeah, surprised, but now I know what keeps them warm. It's deep fried pizza and kebab. <laughs> yeah, it's <that. laughs> yeah, it's the high fat content of the diet. It's the, it's the, it's the only way you can do it. <laughs> I'm always surprised, man, about that. Yeah, yeah they don't fuck about. Uh, what are people in the chat? People in the chat are going on about buck, buck fast as well. Have you ever had buck fast? Yeah, I have. That's lethal, man. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you where you need to go. Just you puke. imagine buck fast and deep fried pizza and then puking (laughs) dude in a shop doorway obviously (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah well breakfast for champions right yeah buck fast is hilarious it says on the bottle that it's made by benedictine monks it's like yeah fuck it's made by benedictine monks yeah but imagine if it is (laughs) maybe it was a couple hundred years ago how can you preach like you know, I don't know, what is it, Christianity? And, like, serve that to the kids. Or maybe it's, like, a long-term thing because they'll know, like, after 10 or 20 years, they'll get in rehab or or go to jail, find Jesus, and then they'll be fine. Maybe that's the long-term thing. Yeah, they're playing the long game. Yeah, we're going to get all these poor wee Scottish kids messed up on Buckfast, <laughs> and then we'll come and get them when they're at their lowest and draw them into Catholicism. Definitely, it's a smart move, man. Yeah, I think I think it could work. Because it's better to get them late when they fucked up their whole life and they're like, oh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, then like start young and they'll be after twenty years be done with God and and move on then, you know. It's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have a great track record for dealing with young children, the Catholic Church either. <laughs> no. So even that, it's safer to start late. <laughs> yeah. God, what. <laughs> I knew this would take a dark path at, at one point in the conversation, but uh, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> oh, God. How's it? Is it freezing fucking cold in Holland as well, like it is here? Yeah, it is freezing cold. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, pretty ridiculous. Saying that, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I prefer it freezing cold than it raining. It's not raining, you know, oh. so. Man, it's it's been raining sideways the last couple of days here. It's absolutely horrendous. I can't get warm at all. It's uh, you know, this is this is uh, this is not the Western world I was promised. Hell, fucking no! <laughs> it's fucking freezing. Where's the climate change? Where's our global warming? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, like I've been buying like a ton of like hairspray bottles, just <laughs> you know, trying to. I think it's just, it's a lie, man. Yeah, I've been out on patches of wasteland just burning tires. Just, <laughs> you know, doing my Come part. On, and warm make, it up. Make the summer great again. <laughs> <laughs> make we had a ridiculously hot summer this year. Like, it was, it was, like, it was almost, it was too much the other way. Like, the country just couldn't deal with it. I mean, the Brits are terrible at dealing with hot weather as it is, but, like, nowhere has air conditioning because we're so used to it just being pissing rain all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the same when I was living in Berlin. It, you get, like, a week of 36 degrees in a row. And, you and then would, it's minus 20 again. Yeah, but you would think that they would do something to, like, all right, well, let's get some air conditioning in places. But no, no, it's just... It's, but in Berlin, they're confused, of course, you know, because I think that one week of warm, warm weather is like them feeling Western European, mm. and then the rest is them still being behind a Berlin wall, you know? Yeah, well, it is sort of still the 80s there in many ways, but that's part of its charm. Yeah, I do agree on that, yeah. 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 You've got to dial up internet and... Uh... <laughs> You know, <laughs> Betamax. They're the yeah, only they place. drive the plastic cars there. Oh, they've got those little uh, Trabants, haven't they? The yeah, Trabbies. Yeah, yeah, they're hilarious. God, man, that would have fucking. I mean, yeah, I mean, living under communism is going to suck either way. But, like, you would have, like, 
whole a whole street would like club together to order one of those uh, cars, and it would take like you'd have to be on a waiting list for like two or three years. Yeah, and then everyone would share it. A <sighs> uh, hard life, man. Yeah, yeah. would that would <laughs> suck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But hey, we should give communism another try. I think they just weren't doing it right. Oh, yeah, I agree on that. Man. Just make sure everybody has a plastic car and nobody's complaining, man. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm more about this, this whole future luxury communism that we're going to get when robots can do all the work for us. Yeah. And then we can just sit around, just, I don't know, smoking the herb or something and eating grapes. Yeah, and get fat and just yeah. do nothing. Look, you don't even have to be fit or anything if you don't do anything all day right no it can be um uh you, you get your vr porn and then you don't have to you don't have you don't need a girlfriend. you don't even have to have sex anymore because you know how fucking tiring that shit oh, can get god yeah think about how many calories you burn doing that what a waste of time eh yeah a waste of time and effort yeah 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 Plus, then you don't have to like secretly think of somebody else when you're having sex with your girlfriend, I guess, right? Hmm. Then it's like legal, just, yeah. Hmm. Um, we cover a lot of uh, news. I say we, it's I. Uh, cover a lot of news on uh, sex robots on, on the show. Um, they, they're, com- they're coming along in leaps and bounds. I think, uh, I think this would be something to start, start spending them prospect dollars on, maybe getting a few, getting a few of those at some of the gigs. The, uh, you could run a little sex doll brothel out the back. Actually, <laughs> yeah, okay, but yeah, saying that though, I mean, it is like, because, you know, I think prostitution is a pretty sad thing, you know, it's like women being a piece of meat. Well, but when it comes yeah. to robots, there's no ethical reason not to do it, right? No, I mean, it's, it's a sort of, uh, it's a bit of a moral minefield, really. I don't know uh, how, it's weird. There are people um, that are sort of campaigning for, the rights of sex robots already. Um, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, which is weird because you'd think that they'd probably want to sort out the human rights stuff in the yeah, world I think first. There's, you know, there's still a little, a few little steps to be made in human rights worldwide, right? <laughs> Don't one or two before we start giving uh, sex uh, sex robots rights. Yeah, and maybe give human rights to people in Russia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not joking. I mean, like, Europe is fucked at the moment again. I mean, uh, to go on a serious thing, but come on, see what's what's going on. Like, half of Eastern Europe is going back in time again. You yeah. know, you saw that protest of like the right wing protest in Poland. Two hundred thousand people there. Shit is fucked up. So let's maybe start yeah. with being a bit more humane and uh, you know just use sex robots to counter um i don't know counter uh uh fucking priests with little children are, are you what okay hey, so say, you what do you like what do you think of like uh this is actually a moral question oh, i mean God, here we go like, i feel like what i know what's coming like, here sex robots that are little kids oh, to- i don't even want to think about it i can't it's just such an unbearable concept it's like uh, it's I, what <laughs> I can't. but no it's fucked up that, that question uh, was a discussion i had like uh, two weeks ago with somebody and i'm like because you're first going yeah fuck that shit fuck that shit that's wrong <laughs> oh man like this is and this is a discussion that like people are gonna have to have like yeah. there's gonna have to be that like should they be illegal should they like it's uh, not something i'm qualified not a conversation i'm qualified I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have so yeah, maybe it's a good thanks for bringing that up gareth yeah yeah but it's like it's fucked up shit i mean then yeah, i'm like okay politicians can tackle that shit for yeah me. right I'll yeah put on somebody instead you know? i'm gonna stick to making dick jokes and uh, <laughs> Sorry, making hard drum yeah. and bass that's uh, that i think that's a safer bet yeah oh god yeah this is it's oh, totally terrifying. Like the, the vibe's totally destroyed now in this show lobsters <laughs> yeah no it's a it's just bloody disaster <laughs> why did i get you on yeah this is i knew this was going to be a problem this is why you upset everyone on your radio station on your radio show and now you're coming and upsetting my <laughs> listeners well my listeners are very very fragile little snowflakes you know and they they don't like bad language <laughs> or uh, <laughs> a very very soft drum and bass. No, tough, tough, tough as nails. The lobster crow. They uh, they can't oh, be fucked with. No, they'd be fine. Uh, would you have sex with a sex robot? <laughs> You've got a girlfriend, so let's assume you didn't. Let's assume you're a single man. 
<laughs> well, uh, if I, I don't fucking know, man. Now, to be honest, <laughs> I can I skip this question? <laughs> All right, I've got, I've got a better question. Uh, no, I, I think, um, and this, ah, oh, man, I'm gonna be dead serious here. No, I think uh, when it comes to sex, I mean, uh, it's super cheesy to say this, but when you love somebody, it's way more fun. You know that. You yes, know? obviously. And, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And so, like, it would not be on my wish list of like top ten things to do. But yeah, you know, saying that if you're a if you're a fucking ugly dude that is super socially awkward, I can understand getting one of those. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> it beats beating off, maybe. Yeah, you know? well, that I guess that it's it's just like the ultimate posh wank, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Why not? I mean, it's sex toys are empowering for women, but they're gross for men. <laughs> yeah. What what the, what the fuck's up with that? Hey, I, mean, I can't I can't have oh, a flashlight on me the whole time. What's outrageous? Yeah, but it is kind of true though. Like it is kind of like a thing. Like with women, yeah, it's like almost like now they scream it from like the top of a building. Like, yeah, man, I got vibrators, I got shit like that. But if a dude says I got a flashlight, it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine what this like? You'd be like, if you're on like Instagram or Twitter and that's like your thing, you're just like really pro male masturbation toys. Like you would lose so, all your friends and family within a week. So in that way, actually, you know, that's not fair, is it? This is, uh, this is the equality we need to be striving fair. for. <laughs> These are the important topics. Yeah. Uh, is it true? Is it true that Prospect uh, coming out with uh, a range of sex toys uh, with a dildo in the shape of Lime Wax's head? I heard that somewhere. No, but we are getting a, a set of dildos in the shape of the penises of the yardists. <laughs> oh God! Uh, it was a kind of difficult one to do because there's a few in there that did not agree with the. Everybody's like, no, nah, mine has to be bigger, you know. But I want to make it like. Very real. So, yeah, Limewax has already said he's not on it. Oh, that's a shame, man. This reason. <laughs> it's small but perfectly formed. That's what I've heard. Hey, you know, it's like uh, there's, you yeah, know, the puzzle piece will fit in somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a like, room. <laughs> hey, look, you know, not, not every, you know, it's not everyone wants a huge one, you know. Some people are looking for a more sort of delicate artistry, a little bit more. You know, getting back to the idea of, of subtlety and nuance, you know, in this day where, and age where you, everything has to be Americanized and enormous and extreme. Just little delicate, uh, uh, little delicate brushstrokes from a refined artist. I, uh, <laughs> I do not believe this shit. <laughs> like, um, size does matter. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, imagine being born with a micro penis. That is really fucked up. Yeah, that is. Um, God, it'd just be so unfortunate, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. yeah that's you, you. You'd be hard to argue the existence of God under those circumstances. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, or or you'll be like hating yourself because you're really fucked up in your previous life. If you believe in that kind of shit, yeah. Maybe, but then maybe you did. Maybe you did fuck up in a previous maybe life. Maybe you deserve it. Maybe you just fucking you're a dick and you deserve to have a micro penis. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I guess that's the other argument, isn't it? Yeah. No one's born innocent. No, man. Fuck that. That's religion again. We're all born innocent and equal. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Um, yeah, I don't really know where to go from here. Uh, you know, Gareth, I've um, I'd like to say I've enjoyed this experience, but uh, I should have known what I was getting myself in for. <laughs> uh, we've been pretty okay here, yeah, right? Yeah, we've been fine. It could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. You're going to release some of my records next year. That's true, yeah. isn't it? Imagine that. Definitely. I actually really like the tunes, man. You well, did a good a, job there. That's the first. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but really, no, they're a good job. And, and actually, I mean, uh, you know, this last year we've released a lot of like hardcore and Prospect. That wasn't because Prospect is a hardcore label. It's still like the fundament is still drum and bass. Mm. But, you know, yeah, to be honest, and you know this as well, the whole neuro thing got a bit boring, you know. It was a lot of it just sounding the same. Mm. And there was a lot of stuff that wasn't really... Uh, yeah, rocking my boat. But now, uh, at the moment, I feel there is this thing going on where, you know, mm. harder stuff's being produced. And um, 
uh, that is still pure drum and bass. So yeah, your one is really great, and we got a shitload of new drum and bass releases coming out. At the moment, I can say for the first time in like three years, we got more drum and bass coming out than hardcore or breakcore and stuff like that again. So that's yeah, nice. Yeah, pretty hyped about that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. There's. Um. I think it's exciting times for drum and bass. Like I feel like I don't know maybe. Two or three years ago, things were kind of, I don't know, they were a little bit stagnating in certain areas, but like the, the love and has come back into it. Like people are, people are, I don't know, people are getting creative again. Yeah, I totally see that. It's really, uh, yeah, I feel something bubbling up again. I feel uh, like 2019 is going to be a really good year for drum and bass. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel that. Which is great because it's the music we fucking love, right? So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It always it always comes back. Like uh, you know, it's it's the old story of the prodigal son. You know, it goes off and tries to do something a bit different, doesn't quite work out, and then it has to come back home and be itself again. Yeah, yeah, but that is the power, I guess, of drum and bass. There's a few of these electronic music genres that have just a really strong fundament, I mean, drum and bass, also techno, you know. Mm. These things have been going for so many years. It's ups and downs, it's waves, you know, but it'll stay. Unlike, for instance, you know, what you saw with dubstep when it was like this mm. massive new thing, like the new best thing, everybody jumped on it. But let's be honest, it was a bubble waiting to pop yeah. because it was missing that fundament. And I think now actually is a good time for dubstep because it went back to the underground. Mm. Uh, and it's gradually building up. I've heard some good stuff in that too. But with drum and bass, you know, it'll always stay. I really believe that. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, well. That's it. It's got twenty years of history. Well, more. Uh, you know, twenty five going on for thirty years of history behind it. And you know, the, the all the foundational members of the scene are, are still there. Really, still. Uh, yeah. If they, even if they're not producing, they're still helping push the industry along. The, the yeah, 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 totally. I mean, like even like the next Prospect Excel. I'm gonna do some promotion here on the 22nd Woo! of December Lobsters. in the Masila. We got on purpose like the drum and bass guys. I got Ed Rush playing again, mm. who for me has always been. He's still fucking killing, still on top <laughs> of it, and he's been there from the early days, you know. And then we also have like Dom and Roland for the same reason. This guy's been producing great music for how many years? And then, like two years ago, he came with that uh, uh, that full length album. What is it? Bloody Blava Scoundrel or something? And it still blew me the fuck away. Like mm. these guys are still creative, still pushing that. That keeps that scene alive, I guess. You know, you've got room for the new talent, but you still have the old guys killing it. And that is, I think, a healthy situation. You mm. know? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean. Dom and Ronald's not about to lose any of his production talent anytime soon. I don't know, unless he uh, gets a bump on the head of, uh, of some kind. Tech Itch as well, man. Like, yeah, I've heard some new stuff from him, man. I was like, finally, yeah, man. Yeah. This is what I want to hear, you know? Yeah, exactly. Man, it's great. It's an exciting time to be in the drum and bass scene. Fuck yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Right, Gareth, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking absolute nonsense with me. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> in a way in a funny sort of way I've enjoyed it yeah yeah me too man uh, I don't even remember the shit I've been saying just now but I'll probably hear it from other people so, uh... Look, so someone in the chat is saying that most people uh, waited 13 years for one of those plastic cars in the Soviet Union fuck no give that a miss yeah uh, look I got a dog here that wants to be in the show man oh yeah come on bring, it, bring him up Lemmy come here come here yeah, here, here, here. Because he fits you, man. He's an English bulldog. Come and say hi. Ah, ah, nah. He's shy. He's shy. Can you see him now? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Lemmy. Lemmy, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my girlfriend's dog. What, Katie? Yeah, a beauty. But I think he needs a walk. So it's good actually boy. perfect time to stop the show. What a good boy. Well, you're both a pair of very good boys. And uh, uh, I wish you all the love. All right. Cool. So much love back to you, man. Nice one, dude. I will see you very soon. Take it see easy. Soon, man. Bye Take bye. care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Gareth Thrasher, there, head of Prospect Recordings, certified mad bastard. Uh, he's in Glasgow on Saturday if you are in the area and want to go and have some deep-fried uh, buckfast with him. Um, 
And yeah, I've my my next release that is as yet untitled, potentially going to call it Music for the Tide Pod Generation, uh, is coming out on Prospect in February, I believe. Um, so look, to play us out, let's have this Lodestar remix of Mephius, uh, and then we can all go home to our wives. <laughs> don't already know you can get this show as a podcast just go to any decent podcast app that's uh, apple or stitcher or spotify and search for coffee and memes uh, there's a link in the youtube video and there's plenty of links on the website download that shit you can check out my other chats with counter-strike inside info scientific Jake's John B. Some of the baddest motherfuckers in the scene. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. chat saying they've seen Lime Wax's wiener and it wasn't fun. Terrifying scenes. The Lodestar remix of If I Could by Mephius. That is a spicy number. Joe Waits is in Sheffield and offering to buy anyone a pint. Just saying. It's not even 11 o'clock. This motherfucker's going to be standing outside of Weatherspoons. Just, just with like a rattle. Roll up, roll up. Get your pints. Probably. He's a good boy. Uh, right, look, this just gives me a small moment of time to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of people who are supporting this show and Threshold as a whole on Patreon, uh, helping to keep us going, helping to keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, helping us to do what it is that we are doing. 
That's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Ciaran R, Michael Kazitsky, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Con Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbolt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, and Lily Unsub. That is a list of bad motherfuckers. If ever I did see a list of bad motherfuckers. Wesley Snips, got anything to say for yourself? Smoking these meats. Right, okie bloody dokie. Well, look, guys, it's been a fucking pleasure. Uh, tomorrow we will. I will be back at 10am for more coffee and memes, more hard drum and bass, more ridiculous news stories. Uh, then... Later that afternoon, I will be going to be on Killer Keller's podcast with him and um, Matt from the Freestylers, who's now a psychologist. A little bit more untangling of the mental health, well, quite honestly, crisis in dance music, or in music in general. And then I will be back at four for Rankin's Records tomorrow because I'm not going to be back for three because it's just humanly impossible. So Rankin's Records will be one hour later than normal tomorrow i'll be playing the best drama based vinyl on flat earth so do not hesitate to tune in for that but now it's uh the pubs are going to be opening in one minute so uh go about your day as you please do something good be nice be uh you know be nice to your fellow brothers and sisters they're probably decent focus as well as you you know go to the gym work out eat some decent food Try and stay off the sugar. Try and stay off the crack. And don't let your memes be dreams. And remember that I love you. And one day, we'll passionately snog. That's the dream. You've got to have a dream. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Lots of love.